This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. I've been uh, telling you about this case here for, I don't know if it's a case, but an issue for a couple weeks now. And actually, Rob Wilson uh, with Timberline Firearms and Trainings with me. Um, you explained this like a month ago, this what you're calling a First Amendment issue mm-hmm. out of the city of Flagstaff. Um, I, I think it was about a month ago you brought brought this forward. You're talking about it on the show where you're doing some advertising. Tried to. You tried to. Yeah, I wanted to do you some were, advertising. You were, no pun intended, shot down. Yep. After being accepted for a while at the baggage claim area at the Flagstaff Pulliam Airport, correct of all places, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so I want to. We're going to recap this and this issue. And now the Goldwater Institute has gotten involved as well. Goldwater Institute, Goldwater dot org. And let me get this right. John Thorpe is with us. He's an attorney with Goldwater. What's your website again, John? I should have this. How unprofessional. Dot org, And I've said that like a hundred times on the show because you guys have been coming on here for years. And John's an attorney with Goldwater Institute and um, got involved with this, I guess, not quite a case yet, but an issue with the city of, of Flagstaff. Um, so I think the best thing to do, Rob, is maybe step back. And what have you been doing at the Flagstaff Airport for years as far as advertising? I know you had like a whopping 10 cent or 10, not 10 cent, 10 Second. Mid, second long video for a long time. Trouble getting my words out. And you've been running that for years. Right. So during the summer, our peak tourist season up here in Flagstaff, a tourist-based economy, we wanted to connect with some of those tourists, invite them out to experience some of the Second Amendment um, freedoms that we have that a lot of people in other countries don't have. So we ran a little 10-second video clip over the baggage claim belt there on a video monitor, silent um, video clip. Mm. Um, it depicted our logo, um, a still photograph of a couple of people standing holding firearms, and then someone actually shooting a firearm with an instructor happened to be me standing right next to him. Yeah, holding uh, back. Well, uh, you know, I've been there. Being a good, being a good yeah, yeah, instructor, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, three seconds each frame. Yeah, is what I counted. Angela and I went over this videos. Yeah, it's it's three not, seconds. It's not long. It's it's really simple, and it's run thousands and thousands of times okay. at the Flagstaff Airport with never a complaint and certainly um, no resulting violence from our commercial. This year, when we tried to run it, I um, applied to the city back in April. They denied my application to run the advertisement, and they said it violated their policy because one of their their policies prohibits anything that depicts violence. Mm. And they said that my ad depicted violence. I um, didn't see that. I uh, I didn't either. Um, I'm, I think most reasonable people would look at that and say that doesn't meet the term you know, definition of violence. And so I tried to appeal that process or that decision for just that reason. I said, show me the violence. What? What are you saying is violent about this particular video clip? And was shot down there, said there is no appeal process. And, oh, by the way, we're going to rewrite our entire advertising policy. That's going to take until September. Um, so you're just out of luck for the summer. Hmm. Okay, so you have probably lost revenue because of this. Because oh, I mean, you, you, what, did you say third year you're going back on this thing? Uh, well, this we, would have been 2019 was the first year, and, okay. and we've been running it on so, and off So obviously, yeah. I mean, knowing you, Rob, for many years and knowing business, you don't continue to advertise or do an activity, at least, well, some companies do. They go broke eventually, though. <laughs> it must have been some success to your, to your business. Obviously. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
Okay, so it shows, again, 10-second long video. There's three frames each, about a little over three seconds long each. So can I take a guess here? Is that that good and assume something? That somebody was offended either on that council or somebody called in or maybe one of the staff members because they just don't like guns? Is that a fair the initial assessment? Um, initial explanation for the the rejection was that staff had disapproved it. Okay. Uh, the the anonymous staff. That way, nobody has to take any responsibility. Some or, unnamed staffer. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, which is why I tried to appeal the process. Um, since then, they've had a council meeting to review this new proposed advertising policy. And what they did is they took out the paragraph that said anything that um, depicts violence or antisocial behavior and replaced it instead with anything that has anything to do with firearms, basically. Oh, okay, okay. So All right. that's, well, me, that's the problem with this whole case. Well, let me, let me ask John. John Thorpe is with the Goldwater Institute's attorney there, and he decided to take this one up. Um, I, I want to go back to something Rob said, John, which was uh, anti – say that again? Give me the exact quote. Anti- violence or antisocial behavior. Antisocial behavior. Violence or antisocial behavior. Now, I'm not an attorney, John, but when I hear things like that, especially antisocial behavior, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah, who knows? That's a great question. It's, uh, you know, they, they have this language in their policy. As far as we can tell, it's never been utilized before, before Rob's case. Um, and you know, understandably, okay. the city might not want to show, you know, truly shocking graphic depictions of, you know, actual gory violence in their airport, in their airport. Fair enough. But yeah. this broad, a vague ban on depictions of violence, violence or antisocial behavior. It's a, it doesn't give fair notice to people who want to advertise what's, what is and is not allowed. You know, I never would have guessed watching Rob's silent 10 second video, which includes brief depictions of responsible firearm use. I never would have guessed that that's considered violence or any social behavior. It sounds like Rob wouldn't have guessed that either, especially because the city itself didn't consider it to be a, you know, a violation in the past. But all of a sudden, somebody over at the city, you know, we don't know who it was, you know, some staff member or somebody decided they didn't like Rob's ad. They, they don't like gardens, I assume. Mm-hmm. And so they used this, this broad policy kind of as a, as a weapon against Rob and against his speech. And that's, that's the problem with vague laws is they give total discretion to the, uh, to the authorities just to pick and choose what they want to censor. Well, and was it even not even not even a law? Was it even a policy? Uh, because you said, Rob, or maybe I'm not sure who answers this, Rob or John, they're reworking their overall policy <clears throat> manual to put this language in. Is it even in there at this point? Not uh, the the new policy is the one that specifically prohibit, prohibits anything to do with firearms. Okay, is that adopted by the duly elected city council? It's um, on the schedule to be sometime later this month, the month okay. of November. So my guess is that it's not. There's nothing. There's sounds like there's nothing there, John. If they and but then even if there was. What is you? You can't even say that this video is depicting, like Rob said, violence or antisocial behavior. So even if it was a policy, how, how do they even get to that point? But they don't even have that in in place at this at this juncture. Absolutely, yeah. They're they're just making the story up as they go along. But spoiler alert: we all know the the end result is Rob doesn't get to advertise. That's that's their desired result. Yeah. They don't seem to really care much how they get there, but they want to button their policy up a little bit so more clearly. Bans Rob from advertising his business at the airport. 
So this is what you're saying is this is very specific to Rob or and or his industry. Yeah. So there there are really two, I mean, there are a lot of problems with the what the city's done, but it kind of falls into two categories. One is the actual policy that they they claim to be enforcing, um, and then you know the new policy that they're considering at city council right now. And we think that's unconstitutional on its face for a variety of reasons. But the other problem is specifically how they've treated Rob and Timberline Firearms. And that regardless of what the policy is, they have this desired result of shutting down his speech. They're targeting him, plain and simple, because they don't like his viewpoint. They don't like his speech. And so they'll use whatever policy they might have at their disposal to achieve that, that result. Well, John, do they have the authority? I mean, this is an interesting one because obviously it's a government agency on a government property. Polyam Airport would be Rob government it is city property. Owned okay. property. Yep. City owned property. Um, do they have the authority to limit types of things that they want um, in any in any fashion? I think you mentioned, uh, you know, a really objectionable. Like, like you couldn't put porn up there, probably things like that. I mean, what's the line here? as far as what they can pick and choose, or is there? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. It, the short answer is it depends. You know, that's what, ask a lawyer any question, they'll always tell you it depends. That's <laughs> 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 the most useless answer ever. But um, bottom, bottom line, cities have some authority to regulate advertising on their property. Um, certainly, there are exceptions to the free speech protection. Those exceptions are extremely limited, and they exist for cases like you, like you mentioned, for obscenity. Um, for a speech that's libelous or defamatory, you know, for false or deceptive advertising. You know, Rob's proposed ad doesn't fit within any of those exceptions. Now, some courts have said cities have even more discretion to regulate advertising on their property. But what they've always said a city cannot do, number one, they can't use that authority unreasonably. And number two, they can't be viewpoint discriminatory. So whatever policy they choose, they have to apply it reasonably and they can't pick and choose viewpoints to favor on their property. And what they've done here violates both of those principles because, first of all, the idea that Rob's ad depicts violence or antisocial behavior is, is absurd. It's completely unreasonable. And second, it is designed to discriminate against a certain viewpoint or a certain kind of message that he's trying yeah. to convey. And, John, it's I think it's interesting, too, at the council work session where they discussed this opinion in the first place, this new policy, um, it was clear that all the members of the city council um, were uncomfortable with firearms. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't anything to do with actually addressing free speech and the First Amendment. They were making it an emotional discussion on, on their personal opinions about firearms instead of what were they were elected to do, which is represent the people of the city of Flagstaff. Um, so it, it's pretty clear to me, especially with their new language that even includes the rental of firearms, since I'm the only person in the, or the only business here in the city of Flagstaff that can rent a firearm. So it, it's pretty clear what it is they're trying to accomplish and that their initial um, policy wouldn't allow them to do that. And so they're trying to instead target me even more, more narrowly. Yeah. Okay. So they act, they have, you're saying you think they have a personal ax to grind with firearms in general with 
It seemed that go, way at, yeah. the, at the council. This meeting. was in one of their work sessions when they were talking about this policy. Was you yep. w- was your issue specifically brought up, or was it not agendized? Was it just a general? Oh no, it was it was the agenda item. It was and, so you were the agenda item in this issue. Yeah, and, and not okay. me personally. They added. And, but, okay. and they also um, had an executive session meeting immediately prior to that meeting um, in order to leave, to receive legal advice. So they knew going into this that they were probably going to be stomping on somebody's rights. And, and they appears, still couldn't stop themselves from opening their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know those executive sessions. They couldn't help themselves, Rob. That's my, my guess. Yeah, yes, I remember okay. right. All right, John, your thoughts on the meeting, but I- it seemed to me like it was pretty clear during the, the public session that this kind of arose, that whether or not they referred to you or your business by name, that this, this arose out of that situation. That was kind of the whole, the whole point. Okay. Does the city have other, is Rob the only one advertising on this kiosk? I mean, I would imagine being 10 seconds, there are others. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their Lowell observatory advertises the, uh, NAU advertises. I find the, that offensive. Yeah. Flag tag advertises. Um, flag tag is what? Like paintball laser tag. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I ax throwing. Yeah. Ax throwing. Uh, ax throwing. And laser is that's, tag. Yeah, it's okay. a great facility. They've got, did they uh, consider that violent? No, oh. that, that did not okay. meet the terms of their description of violence. Yeah. Um, it's a great facility. Great people running it. Um, was just there last week and had a great time. Yeah, they could they could advertise, but um, so chasing people around, pointing guns at them, and and shooting at them with these laser guns of theirs, that's okay. But shooting at a piece of paper is it's not okay. okay. Yeah, okay, John. I know when Gold and John Thorpe is with the Goldwater Institute goldwaterinstitute.org that's goldwaterinstitute.org you guys take on so many cases i would imagine that you get so many requests that you turn down though quite frankly because uh quite frankly we are battling it's like david and goliath all the time and on an individual level if you're running a business or just you know yourself out there and a a government agency does something to violate or at least you think they're violating your constitutional rights and, and otherwise um, you don't have the resources. These guys have unlimited pockets. So I appreciate when Goldwater continues to fight these things nonstop. That's why I think it's always important to, to go ahead, Rob, support Goldwater. Yeah. And not just that gold, the, the work Goldwater does is so important because the folks, especially here at the local level will eventually become our state elected leaders, oh, probably and, president. And then eventually some of them will move into the, you know, the federal positions. And yeah. if they're allowed to get away with this kind of stuff at a local level, if that's their, their training ground and they see that they can get away with it, that's what we can expect from them as they move up that food chain. Yeah. And so it's especially important that we hold them accountable at all levels. And without organizations like the Goldwater Institute, um, you know, I, myself as a small business owner, I'm already busy all the time managing my business. I don't have the time or the resources to be able to take something like this on. So I'm incredibly thankful to Goldwater and their help. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Thank you.
You're listening to The Jeff Orovitz Show. Call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Here's why. Most insurance companies use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls, and they're going to try and route you to their shop, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. When you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Repairing a chip will stop it from spreading and save you from a costly windshield replacement. If you've replaced your windshield with Diamond Auto Glass, you have a lifetime chip repair warranty and no appointments necessary. Just stop on by on 4th Street and Flagstaff, and most chip repairs take about 10 to 15 minutes. Always call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140, or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. John, what goes into something like this taking, you know, deciding, hey, let's let's help Timberline out. Let's, I mean, wh- why'd you choose this one? Yeah, like you you kind of alluded to, there's, you know, there are more more cases of government abuse of our rights than, than we could possibly challenge in court as one organization. And we're, we don't sue the government willy-nilly, you know, only when it's clear yeah. that what they're doing is wrong, unlawful, and that we can actually obtain some relief, Um by going to court over this, by by shining a spotlight on the wrongs they're doing, um, so we, we have a whole process of what just selecting cases where we think we might be able to help by getting involved. And like you said, it's um, the yeah, city, I- city government is really critical to, to keep an eye on because you know, you know how bad it can be at the state and the federal level, but a lot of the worst abuses we've seen are at the city level because number one, a lot of people just don't know and don't care. So people aren't really keeping a close eye on, on what cities are doing. And number two, no, I I would agree with that because you know people really know what's going on. A lot of times they'll follow everything on the federal side, yeah, and you know they'll follow Taylor Swift showing up at a football game. <laughs> oh God! But <laughs> knowing knowing locally though, it's like what? There's a council meeting. Yeah, Go ahead, you're number it's two there, John. Hard to follow, but um, yeah, it as, is. as we see here, a lot of the time that's what affects people's lives most directly. They can come down on a small business owner hard, and. You know, without legal representation, there can be no recourse sometimes, except just to, you know, to comply and do whatever the city, on a whim, says you have to do. Yeah, and I think you had a number two there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just uh, that's it. That city, it. city, you know, elected officials and city staff um, sometimes don't act like they don't seem to realize they're in government. Giving them the you know, being charitable about it, <laughs> <laughs> they just forget and think they're running a private business. Where they can, you know, shoot from the hip and make these yeah. judgment calls without any kind of, you know, constitution or state law that, that regulates them. Um, that being, you know, charitable, a lot of the time I think they do know what they're doing is wrong. But they also know they can get away with it because not nobody's necessarily watching them that closely. Yeah, that's one of my concerns, John, is that there's they can behave badly and there's no consequence for it. So therefore there's nothing to deter that behavior in the first place. We saw the governor of New Mexico take what was clearly unconstitutional action about, you know, restricting people's second amendment rights just out of the blue. And she had to have known that was not defendable. Um, her own attorney general wouldn't even take the case to try to defend it. The sheriffs and the sheriffs wouldn't do it. No one would. Um, yet, 
she ha- she suffers no consequence whatsoever for that, and that's why it's so important that we we make sure we at least hold them publicly accountable in the, in the court of public opinion. Um, and I, I would love to see there be actual consequences, um, especially if they had received legal advice that said what you're doing is unconstitutional in the first place. Well, and, and John Thor- John Thorpe's with us uh, with the Goldwater Institute, goldwaterinstitute.org. Um, John, what's next steps in this, in this um, issue, I guess? Um, are we going to go further on down the legal process? Is there a council meeting coming up? I mean, where, where do you see this all heading? Well, we sent our letter to the city about a week and a half ago, pointing out that what they were doing was unconstitutional and demanding that they give assurance that Rob will be allowed to advertise without being targeted or discriminated against for his viewpoint. So at this point, we wait. We're in talks with the city. Um, they, they've reached out to us. Um, so we're, we're waiting, and we're hoping they do the right thing. They've indicated that they're finishing up drafting a new policy to propose to city council. That way we don't have high hopes about that policy because, like we talked about, it, it appears that it's, it's being crafted mainly to solve the, the perceived problem of raw, raw advertising at the airport. But in any event, we're waiting for that. We're, we're hoping to get a look at that soon, and they'll probably consider it mid to late November at the city council level. Okay, and they could they could just pass it and say, Rob, and right now you're currently not advertising Correct. there. Right. So they could say no, and then I imagine there would be potentially further legal action after that. But what stinks is you have to, even when you know you're right, sometimes this could take months, if not years, where people fight the system. And I think, Rob, you alluded to this. You said it <laughs> straight up. There's no consequences. Um, John, I, you know, I, I sat there on, in that council for four years. Um, believe it or not. Um, and a lot of what we did was executive session, which you, you know, you can't talk about and it's legal advice and all this and that. And, and I would literally sit there and someone would, a council member would be told it's illegal, it's unconstitutional. And they basically say, well, okay, that's, that's fine. I think it's wrong. I'm going to go out and vote this way or, or they would go out there and then vote the opposite way despite getting legal advice. Now, I don't know what happened behind the scenes with this executive session and legal advice they're getting now. I guess my point being is, as Rob was saying, there's no consequences, even if you go out there and say, eh, whatever, they're not legally responsible. They're not uh, uh, responsible personally uh, for Rob's losses and this and that. Absolutely, yeah. And so we need to do everything we can to, to put the pressure on the city to do the right thing here um, by shining a spotlight on this and showing them, you know, people are watching. People see that constitutional rights are at stake here. And hopefully, hopefully encourage them to change course and to see that, what they're doing is unlawful and, and to do the right thing by Rob and by all the residents of Flagstaff. And if, the, if that doesn't work, then of course we have That's legal remedies where we can, you know, compel the city to do the right thing in this case. Um, set a precedent that this is not allowed. All right, John. Hey, I appreciate it. And like I said earlier, I appreciate everything that Goldwater does, goldwaterinstitute.org. And I know there's a way to file when you go onto the site if yep. you have something that you think is egregious and going wrong, especially when it comes to the government. Um, and, and you can go do that at goldwaterinstitute.org. Hey, John, I, we look forward to getting an update on this one. Appreciate it. Thanks. It was great talking to you. Have a good one. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
This is Jeff Orvitz, and if you listen to my show, you know that I recently had the blinds replaced in my house. And when we decided to get this done, obviously we called my friends at the Blind Brothers, and we weren't going to deal with anybody else because this is a great northern Arizona company. They don't use subcontractors, so you know who you're dealing with. Now, the Blind Brothers came in. They laid out all the options for us. We picked out, my wife Angela and I, a great set of blinds. Uh, They gave us a great price. We opted to have them do the installation, which they can do for up to half off the price uh, as well as any other advertised specials it's a great deal they came in they took out all the old blinds got rid of them hung the new blinds they work perfect we are very very happy i want you to do your neighbors a favor call the blind brothers for a free estimate at 928-634-2423 i know you're going to be happy that's 928-634-2423 or go online they have great monthly specials at theblindbrothers.com This is the Jeff Orbit Show. I've got some questions for Rob Wilson, Timberline Firearms and Training. I've been leaning on you a lot this week. Uh, you know, we've been out uh, hunting. Where's yep. this ammo here? This, this shell. And I, I, um, I had a hard time finding a uh, 3-inch. 12-gauge. 12 12-gauge 12 BB shot. Mm-hmm. This is for, like, geese and stuff like that. Yep. I, I think the BB shot, has it's a bigger... Uh, pellet than like the the two shot, Number or is two? it a mix yeah. or something? I'm not. I'm not. I, I really want to cut this open and see. It's probably not a Feel good free. idea. I can. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, I'll let you do that when we get off. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear an explosion here, maybe when we get off air. Because okay. Anyway, I got this one, and or maybe someone found this somewhere for me, and it's dented right yep. at the bra- what is that the brass the brass case yeah. Um, the, yeah. the base of the shotgun shell. Okay, and that's where I assume the gunpowder is for the charge. It is. Okay, so it hits, the gun hits the, the primer, the, the primer, and then boom, and it goes the up the primer, ignites the, the powder, the powder then propels the, the, the shot out the end of the barrel. Okay, so I saw this, and here's my question for you. What do I do with this? That it's, I, I'm not going to put it in the shotgun. No. Because that could cause a problem. Yeah, well, the problem is going to cause, it, it won't hurt your shotgun if you were to fire that. The problem is going to cause is it, you probably will have a real difficult time getting it out because the brass has been malformed now. Jam again. And so it does, yeah, it's going to jam inside okay. the chamber of your gun. So, so you I'm wouldn't like, want to put it into the first place. Okay, so let me ask you this question. I'm like, what do I do? Do I just throw this in the trash? Well, soak it in water for a lengthy period of time. Water okay. will, will basically deactivate both the primer and the powder. Um, that's why we try really hard to protect our ammunition from water when we're, you know, keeping your powder dry. Remember you hearing that? That's old one. Yeah. 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 So soak it for, you know, 30 days in a, in a bucket of water. That's a commitment. And, and then basically it's been neutralized and then you can just toss it. Okay. I wonder how many people just toss these. And uh, is I that, suspect a lot of people At the landfill, is things just like blowing yeah. up? Um, well, and the chances of it blowing up are really slim anyway. You'd have to strike the, the primer just right and... It's, That's really it's hard. Extremely to do. unlikely to happen. Accidentally. And you were saying that it's a, then it, how far does it really travel? Because it doesn't have the barrel to contain it. Right. Both a shotgun shell and, and um, just standard handgun or rifle ammunition. If it's not in a chamber, so that that high pressure charge of powder behind it stays behind it for any length of time, it's not going to reach any real velocity, and it's not going to be dangerous. You mentioned something generally. about. Yeah, we we don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving legal advice. It's not here. MythBusters here <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Um, throwing these in a fire, I don't recommend that. 
No. But you said you saw a video of firefighters going into... Yeah, there's been some tests done. There's a great YouTube video where they, they build a room and put tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition in it, <laughs> um, spray kerosene over it all, and then light it on fire. It's, it's a terrible waste of ammunition, especially if today. I mean, you know, sometimes with, being a firefighter would be fun. In that instance, yeah. that training would be... Um, that's Okay. So then a couple of firefighters go in with a, a fire hose, and um, they said that they could feel the, the rounds actually hitting their turnouts. They could feel it, you know, kind of bouncing off of them, kind of like a BB or something like that, um, <laughs> but not with enough, uh, you know, energy to even penetrate anything. So okay. it wasn't painful. It was just something they were aware of, and they were able to go in with a hose and squirt it all down and put it out. We felt like that on opening day of duck season because there were so many people hunting. Yeah. My dad said he could feel it getting peppered. It was just like it, volume. It was raining down oh, on It was like 12 hunters where. in a small area, and the duck and geese were just circling around. Yeah. It was, and there was just shots echoing all over the place. It was <laughs> it was insane. It was fun, though. We had a great time. Um, do you allow sh- – and you've got the range – Five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. I hope you all go out there and, and support Timberline. I'm going to plug you. Appreciate right that. There, Rob. Do you allow the shotguns at the range, or is that not no bueno? Yeah, well, our shot, our traps, the the bullet traps that we use to to capture the projectiles, um, are not designed to capture shot. So, if you want to shoot a shotgun, you can, but you have to shoot slugs. Oh, okay. So a typical two and uh, three quarter inch, twelve gauge round will have an ounce or an ounce and a quarter slug. It's an arm buster. Um, they have Not a little bit bad. of a recoil to it. If you them. go like a three and a half inch shell, that would be fun. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, but you okay? You can do slugs, so you can try the shotgun yep. out. You can yeah. test the shotgun, make sure everything works. You can um, zero it if you're in the Midwest. Shotguns with slugs are used oftentimes for hunting deer. Is that a range yeah. issue? Like not not shooting range, but just like distance. Because out west, everybody uses, obviously, a rifle. But back east, they they really use the slugs a lot. Yeah, and and the... you know, a nine millimeter round. Well, let's start with a twenty-two caliber round. Okay, that'll go one point one four miles through the air mm. in optimum trajectory out of a rifle. So, you know, anything within a mile, if you don't have a proper backstop, is at risk. Which is why that safety rule says know your target and what's behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, a nine mil is about one point four miles. Really, a shotgun with a twelve gauge slug is just a few hundred yards. So, the the distance that the there's a threat behind that round is significantly less than with a high-powered rifle round. Is that um, a lot of people um, keep those for home defense rounds as well, or would you use a, a, a shot, like a two-shot or something like that? Um, and what's a good home a, defense round? A lot the, of people think, um, because they've watched the movies, the that, slug? That, that, no, that a 12-gauge, you know, double-lot buck or whatever, that you don't even have to aim because you're shooting a 12-gauge, you know, with double lot buck mm-hmm. and it's going to spread out and it'll cover you know the entire wall so i don't have to worry about aiming at my target very mm-hmm. carefully no. that's absolutely not true okay it, it um if you pattern a shotgun you'll find out that a 12 gauge at 15 yards has probably got about an inch and a half diameter spread and and 15 yards is about as long a shot as you're going to take inside a house anywhere yeah so slugs are are, are perfectly fine for that. Um, they'll probably over penetrate walls and things like that. So if you don't want to go through multiple walls and potentially endanger other people, shot is better. And double odd buck is usually what most people pick. Double odd buck is that home mm-hmm. protection, not something like this. Uh, no, because no. you 
maybe piss people off. Um, I mean, it's a kill somebody if you're it, at close range. Depending on the range, yeah, certainly. Not to get more morbid on here, people, but. It, it certainly would. Yeah. Um, it killed the duck. The Yeah, double-lot <laughs> buck is, is thirty three caliber, the diameter of a, of a double-lot buck. It's a mean shot. It is. Yeah. Um, and there's between seven and nine rounds in, in that. So you're, you're basically firing, you know, between seven and nine thirty three caliber projectiles all at once. Interesting. Okay, another question here. Um, I don't know if you know this. Uh-oh. Yeah, this, uh, no, and we did trouble. not pre-screen this and, you know, discuss with Rob prior to any of these questions. <laughs> when we were out, this has to do with ear protection. Okay. Which, sitting in the studio for seven years now, my ears seem to be taking a beating mm-hmm. from these headsets and just doing this. Maybe it's age two. I don't know. Yeah, um, Owen wears, and he bought it from Timberline, the headgear that has the cancellation, but then yep. you can talk. It's an active. What do you call that? Yeah, act, active, active hearing yeah, protection. Yeah, you, you're talking like this, and, and you can hear it, and you can actually turn it up, and you can hear, like, uh, it amplifies bionic. your yeah, ambient noise. Yeah. Yes, exactly. When the shot goes, though, boom, it, it closes it off. Correct. Before it has time to travel to your ears. Correct. Good ear protection. I, I don't have that. I should probably buy one of those, and I, at one point, forgot to bring ear protection, Ooh. and I used, um, um, like, tissue paper. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. You're cringing. But then I... Did have ear protection, and I put in the the rubber ones, which actually really stop a lot of the sound. They, Maybe even more so than the active ear protection. Um, depending the, the on how well ones. you put them in, the the little foam roll them up kind of things, yeah. just squish them in your ear. There's a good technique that most people don't know about putting them in there. You got to reach your hand around the back of your head and pull your ear. It straightens out your ear canal, so you can really get that thing in there the way it belongs. I'll have to YouTube um, that. And, and yeah, and, and those can be pretty effective, especially outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends too. Shotguns aren't the loudest, um, you know, firearms out there. Some of the high-powered rifles produce quite a bit more sound. Some of the short-barreled ARs produce lots of sound. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So surprising um, amount. But the active hearing protection gives you the benefit, like you said, of being able to have a conversation. But at the same time, you can amplify ambient background noise. And so if you're stalking you know, an animal, if you're listening for signs of something happening around you, yeah. you can actually hear it better than you could without hearing protection. Okay, maybe I should pick up another set of those. Um, I will say that I did fire several volleys at some duck and geese. Mm-hmm. Which are surprisingly more hard to hit than you would imagine. <laughs> I mean, really, we've got this. I don't know how many BBs are in this thing. A bunch. A bunch. Yeah. And we're like right there. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Feathers are flying out, right? Yeah. And we're like, really? And then they fly to the next group of hunters, and you hear the volley of shots still just keep flying. Yep. And like, just how is this you. not hit? They're how did we not you. hit that? Um, but I did notice when I'm firing, though, like if I was, and I, I we did, um, some practicing beforehand down in, in Verde Valley, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't wear wear the protection just to see what it sounded. Very loud, yeah. right? But when we were hunting, it didn't sound very loud. Is that an adrenaline thing or something? Or it like I felt like my ears were shutting themselves off and I didn't hear anything. That is um, just one of the many physiological things that happen to you in high stress or and which that environment is when yeah. when you get that buck fever or duck fever or okay. goose fever or whatever <laughs> it might be um there's a bunch of things that happen to your body physiologically where your the adrenaline endorphins um affect your your all of your body and one of the things that affects is your hearing Interesting. and you have reduced hearing but you have improved eyesight you have narrower eyesight so it's more tunnel vision but it's high definition that explains so. it because I thought I was like going nuts and I was like, I didn't hear a thing and I didn't have the ear protection. Right. But 
when they float, and these are the duck practically coming out of the fog. It was really foggy. Okay. And I just raised up and, like, tracked it, and it was like time stood still for a second. You know this is a split second. Slow boom. motion is another one of those things. Yeah, boom, and the thing comes down, yep. and you're like, whoa, I hit it, you know? And didn't hear anything. It was just totally focused. So it is some kind of uh, and you'll primal. Never, you'll never hear anything again if you keep doing that. I know. I know. It's my bad, and I'm going to get. The, As an old deaf guy, I can tell yeah, you, protect I'm, your hearing now. I know. I'm going to get another one of those noise-canceling yeah, active. active headsets from you. Because I think having the kind of, I'll call it bionic, bionic enhancements where, you know, geese and duck are way out there, and you're like, I hear the call. I hear them. I think I hear them coming. I can start calling. We can try to yep. maybe lure them in here, too. And Okay, interesting. Okay, good. Anything uh, going on at Timberline? Anything we need to know? Christmas is coming up soon. Christmas is coming up? I mean, up. it's really, it's, it's uh, well zipping by, so gift cards, things like that. I mean, gift cards are that. a great way to go because it's always difficult to buy. for. You've, everybody's got somebody in the list that's difficult to buy for. Yeah. And that gift card can be used for anything from a Liberty Safe to training to range time to ammunition. You name it. The, whatever they want, they can get with that gift card. So that's always a great option. The Liberty thing blow over? Yet I think it has pretty much. Okay. I, I think most people recognize that what Liberty did is the same thing every other safe manufacturer does. Um, and the really simple solution to any safe owner is rip off the sticker with the serial number and the problem is solved. Problem solved. And then they, Liberty <laughs> is giving an option where you they won't store right. uh, the combo. When you register you your safe, you can ask them to go ahead and, and lose your combo, yep. and they will. Mm. And if you ever lose it yourself, you're out of luck. Got to call somebody. I don't know if you can. A locksmith will have to drill it and, and basically it's, destroy it's your really, safe to get into it. No, I saw that movie where they they listen to the clicks. Well, that's on a tumbler safe. Most and, of and ours these are, are electronic digital. locks. Okay, you, there's nothing to. There's no feel. There's no touch. Nope. Hollywood always gets it wrong, Rob. They sure do. Well, and that's if just see- like when in Hollywood, anytime you see somebody get shot and they go flying backwards against a wall, it's a big, dramatic, <laughs> traumatic event. And, you know, I, t- I teach in our classes, basic physics says for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If there was enough energy in that shot to throw somebody against a wall, the, the same shooting. thing would have to happen to the person holding the gun. No, that's that's a good point there. Yeah, that, and, and you know what else is my big Thank pet you, peeve? When I see a movie and they're reloading, uh-huh. like, okay, they're going into a situation and they were already loaded, right? Yeah. And then they're getting close to the bad guy and all of a sudden you hear everybody's racking like, slides or pumping you already or, did that you should have yeah i don't i don't understand that and then the, and the last one there jeff that's really unrealistic is there's never any recoil with hollywood guns you ever see muzzle yeah, flip or anything true. else nope yeah well they're usually adding that all in electronically now yeah afterwards enough hollywood it's all ruined yeah all right right yeah folks head on out to timberline and i always appreciate all the info and great stuff earlier in the week with rob um, up at talkwithjeff.com. Also look up the podcast, look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S, um, and subscribe. A lot of stuff on potential ammo shortages coming up, maybe. Unfortunately. This isn't just a sales pitch here that Rob's pushing. It I is not. I don't think. <laughs> no, it's just there's a lot going on right now. Plus, we, we hit on a lot of other great topics as well. Rob, I'll talk to you soon, and I've got to get out there and get Excellent. that headset. Thanks. Comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, remember to call Gutter Helmet. Call or text Gutter Helmet right now. Uh, this special is going to end. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. This will end soon. Uh, you get 35% off Gutter Helmet's awesome 
gutter protection system. When you mention the Jeff Orvitz Show, when you call Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona, here's the number to call or text 928-318-6555. Now, gutter helmets, 80 million feet installed throughout the U.S., uh, a whole bunch, over 50,000 feet, probably much more than that, installed throughout uh, Arizona. The industry's best manufacturers, lifetime transferable warranty and performance and materials. Look, Gutter Helmet has a multi-patented reverse curve. Goes over your gutter, deflects all the pine needles, all the debris, all the leaves, all that stuff, so that way your gutters don't clog up, so that way the water runs through it as it should, so that way it doesn't freeze up um, once we get into colder weather. It's coming, believe me. Call or text Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona right now, 928-318-6555. 928-318-6555. One more time. 928-318-6555. Or go to gutterhelmetsnaz.com. Back in just a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show if you're thinking about refinancing your home, call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. She did such a great job for me and Angela and for my family last year when we refinanced an investment property. Uh, yeah, I know interest rates have gone up, but Kim's got a lot of great programs out there. Nova Home Loans is Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender, so they can make local decisions like a bank, but because they're also a broker, Kim Dawson has access to all the best programs. So if there's something great out there, and I know there is, she can find it for you. Mention the Jeff Orvitz Show, get $250 off lender's fees at closing. That's a great deal right there. Call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans at 928-310-6458. 928-310-6458. Or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087. VK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity. Subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay, let me, let me preview what I got coming up in hour two of the show. I think this is some really important information, but hang on with just one second. If you're conservative, which you might be, I'm going to take a guess. Maybe not, but maybe. And would like your investments to reflect those same principles. Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management wants to talk to you uh, and talk with you about how to match your portfolio with your values. Um, If you're tired of these woke companies, he's got this woke mitigation portfolio and and a bunch of other stuff too. Look, you got to talk directly with him. I can't give you any financial advice and you should always seek out a financial planner uh, before making any investment decisions because you could, you could lose money. I mean, um, but if you've got a portfolio and you're looking at it and you're like, well, maybe I want to get a second set of eyes on this. Maybe I want to get a second opinion. Um, I invest with Glenn least. Um, that's just what I do and what my family does. You got to make your own decisions, but I feel like he's got a lot of the same values that I share. So, of course, I'm going to try to do business with folks like that. Uh, and Glenn Lee always comes on this program and gives us market updates, and I really appreciate all the insight he gives us on uh, as to what's going on out there in the market and his plain how he's plain spoken. 
and is not scared to speak up on things. I love that. Uh, give Glenn Lease a call at WT Wealth Management, 928-225-2474. That's Glenn Lease at WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474. All right, hour two of the show coming up. Uh, big real estate market update with Kelly Broadus. Um, some surprising numbers. And I wanted to, I reached out to her because I wanted to talk more about this big lawsuit that happened against the realtors and against the, like what's going to happen with the buy side of the buyer's broker. It's like a multi-billion dollar lawsuit. Details coming up with Kelly Broadus plus a snapshot of what's going on here in Northern Arizona. Stick around, more to come back in just a minute. This portion of the show is brought to you by Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. Don't replace, rejuvenate, and save up to 90% at freshroofofnaz.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Let's get a uh, market. Uh, here's what I want to do. I want to get a market update from Kelly Broadus um, with the Broadus Properties Group. Uh, surprising numbers here. We'll get to that here in just a few minutes. I also want to follow up a little bit on this story I told you about the other day on this lawsuit against several big national real estate, uh, I guess, firms, you would say. Um, and this was a jury finding certain real estate firms liable for, they say, claim, inflating commissions and awards $1.78 billion in damages. That's from Reuters. This was in Kansas City, and it was a class action lawsuit. And and by the way, welcome. How you doing? Thank you. Good. How you doing? What I'm gathering from this is a bunch of sellers got together in class action lawsuit all lawyers got involved so it was um, a couple 260,000 homes in Missouri Kansas and Illinois between 2015 and 2022 and they in this lawsuit objected to the commissions they were quote-unquote obligated to pay buyers brokers let's just stop there I want to most people Kelly they buy a and sell a home or two in, in their life maybe a few more I mean it's just not something they do every day that's why they that's why they rely on you to come in and, and realtors and folks to help them along because it's a complicated process. Right. And it's not, if you don't do it every day, it's like, what is all this paperwork? What is this agreement for, you know, how much commission and this and that? Um, tell me what happens. You, you deal with a lot of sellers, but you also deal with, with buyers as well. Right. How, how does this all work? So you got a, a seller that comes to you. Right. And you make an agreement on like a, a yeah. commission amount. Right. Okay. Com- commissions are not regulated. They're not regulated. Okay. So it's not like it's set. It's 5%. No. It's 6%. No. Okay. Um, so I charge what I charge and I tell the seller we're going to offer X amount of dollars to a buyer's agent or X amount of commission. Percent percentage. or something. Okay. Yeah. To the buyer's agent that brings a buyer to your home. We can't control what buyer buyer's agent is going to come yeah you know we don't know if they're brand new or experienced or how good they are that's nothing that we can do just waiting for one of them to show up with a buyer right okay and the you know i'm responsible for getting the property out there in the marketplace everywhere i possibly can so that the consumer will go to their buyer's agent and say i want to see such and such home so 
now it's posted on the the MLS how much the buyer's agent is going to pay, be paid. It's posted for sellers to see, for buyers to see, for obviously for buyer's agents to see. Okay, okay. so the MLS, which is a multiple listing service, service, which mm-hmm. is at the National Association of Realtors, they kind of right. own that system, right? Right. Okay. It's across the country. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason that I can be called a realtor is because I pay all the money to be a part of that service. And we have a code of ethics. We have all of our own. Lots of classes. Lots of stuff <laughs> yeah. to, to be a part of that club. And if you're not a part of that club, you basically have no information. Right. I mean, you have the same as the regular consumer who's going to go to Realtor.com or Zillow or Redfin or whoever they're going to go to, who, by the way, gets all their information from the multiple listing service. Right. Okay, So they're buying into that probably. Right. So they have like a syndicated situation where they're. okay. so, Kelly, let's say I'm I'm a seller. I, 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 I decide to have you as my realtor and. We agree on the listing and all this, and I, I say, "Well, what do you charge, Kelly?" And you say, "I charge X percent right. for the for the deal." Mm-hmm. And then, now if a buyer comes in and it's not coming through me, another agent, let's say, I'll use my wife Angela, and let's say Angela's a realtor, which she's not. Angela comes in, and that agreement to buy it, the percentage that Angela is going to get paid predetermined for it's as predetermined of as mm-hmm. of right now through the seller's agreement that that you do. Right. Okay. So here's what I don't understand about this lawsuit then, because wouldn't they have set this in contract? Yes. If they're realtors, it's standard across the whole country. Wouldn't they have set this in a contract? There's no way that a seller would have agreed to anything unless they saw it in writing and they signed it. Yeah. It's there. It's in black and white. Okay. So let me just, a lot of times... I hear the number, I know there's no standard rate, but I hear the rate five, six percent. Right. Maybe that's the competitive rate that's going on right, right now in the market, right? Let's just say they, some hypothetical seller in, where this take place? Missouri. Missouri. Um, uh, seller X, um, let's say Joe. Joe is selling his home and goes to me, goes, comes to Jeff, who's the, the selling agent, says, I want to list this, and we agree on six percent. A lot of times, you will list on the MLS and sign an agreement with the seller that if a buyer's agent comes in, it's it's two and a half percent. Let's say two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Or do you ask, or are there some agents now that are that are asking, hey, what do you want to pay a buyer's mm-hmm. side? That's happening too. But okay. I'm going to throw another monkey wrench in there. This, If this is Missouri and yes. this is, what are the other states? Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois. Okay. We have a lot of there. We have a lot of small priced homes. Right. Mm. There's a lot of that. So when I'm, you know, my story, when I was in Oklahoma, people would come to me, they say, Kelly, I want you to list my $10,000 home, my $15,000 home. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I would say finally, cause 6% of 10,000, 15, I mean, it was nothing, all the work. You it would was, pay for the I gas. didn't want to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I started having a flat fee for you know, my, my services. So mm-hmm. I had a $1,500 flat fee, right? So you take a property that's worth 10 or 15,000, 20,000, and you have a flat fee of, let's say it's inflation. Let's say it's 2000 or 2,500. What's the percentage? Yeah, 20%. Yeah. So people okay. are like, Oh, Kelly's mean 20%. Right. And yeah. so my understanding was, is these people were upset because they got charged 
9% or 10%. But mm-hmm. what if they were selling properties that were worth nothing? And these agents had to have a flat fee. I mean, you can't get someone, you know, you're offering $750. You're offering $500. Yeah, for, and you're like, yeah, just yeah. just driving there and even posting right. a sign yeah. becomes a, a money loser. So, I mean, that's just yeah. another I, little twist that yeah, nobody has thought about. You I, well, know? when you're talking 260,000 homes, you're talking I guess 260,000 different clients, class action lawsuits, they cobble right. this all together. Yeah. All of a sudden you get that momentum and everybody gets involved right. and everybody right. wants to sue. Um, and I would like to know the details yeah, of well, what the prices of these homes That's were. a good point. I didn't even think of that. You know, we get we get kind of isolated or we're in a bubble, in, yeah. especially northern Arizona, because we're thinking about... Nothing is... Yeah, we're thinking, look, Verde Valley is three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar homes now. Sedona right. is, you know, close to a million. Flagstaff seven eight. You're going to give us some numbers here in a little bit, but the, we have become. I wouldn't want to say used to that because the prices have gotten way high, and a lot of people are blocked right. out of this market. But you get out into more rural areas of Arizona, and definitely get into the Midwest, et cetera, et cetera. And hundred thousand yeah. dollar homes are very common. Right. Very common. Yeah. And, yeah. and so then it becomes a different a different story. Yeah. So it is That's interesting, true. though. Okay, where do you see – you don't have crystal ball. We don't know where this is going. It's going to be – the judge still has to come out with a ruling. I just hope the judge knows he's got a full understanding. He's wow. if, he, if he doesn't know real estate and he doesn't know what it is to be on our side, huh. right? I mean, that day. is the question. Yeah, because – here you have a judge that's going to come out with, and I've seen the, uh, this was from Yahoo, worst case scenario, defendants could ban the cooperative compensation rule nationally on multiple listing service, which would prevent listing agents and home sellers from predetermining buyer agent commission rates. So that number that you fill in, um, or they might just have to, I, I don't know. I, I was speculating on, on the show the other day that maybe, Maybe it's a little harder to get a buyer's agent because all of a sudden they're like, which there's is, uncertainty. Which is awful, yeah. you know, because hmm. good buyer's agents are worth their salt for sure. And, you know, maybe it's something that, that turns into a buyer's agent. You know, if, if a buyer cannot pay their agent, maybe the buyer's agent asks the seller for a closing cost credit in order to pay their agent. You know, oh, I see something so, like that. So if you sold it for a hundred thousand dollars, they, they, they get asked a three percent, yeah, twenty five hundred dollar closing credit Plus to credit. pay for the buyer, the person who brought the right. The, 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 so the buyer then, in. so maybe the buyer's agent has to negotiate their yeah. own their it's own fee. Very you know? very interesting. I somehow I see that a lot of people will. Something will come up short. People will, somebody's going to get screwed on this. Somebody's going to lose because I I just don't get it because it it had to have been disclosed. That's what I have a hard time understanding. So it's like, well, that was disclosed that you were going to pay X percent or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. We'll see what happens with this one and keep an eye because it could have fundamental changes to the real estate, how people are buying and and selling homes um, throughout the United States. Uh, A few years ago, Realtors and, 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 and MLS was a very uh, – it was one of the only ga- games in town, I guess yeah. you should say. It was either that or you put it in a newspaper back when right. they still printed them into the for sale Craigslist. by owner section. <laughs> yeah, and maybe <laughs> Craigslist. Saver. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, but there is more competition now, shall we say, especially from – like Zillow is the one that everybody's going yeah. to checking their values and how, how does that work? How does, how does Zillow work? So Zillow gets – there's a number of ways that they get their money. But 
What they do. They're not doing it for free? Oh, no. No, no. (laughs) They have suckers like me that, that pays Zillow's to have, pays Zillow to, or realtor.com to have the buyers look on their MLS, quote unquote, right? It's not really an MLS. It's not a multiple listing service, but they, they get all their feed from the MLS. And then read. And then, it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. and then they, they <laughs> make sure they're number one on the search, right? Yeah. So Zillow is, you know, top of mind, mm-hmm. right? So when a buyer goes in, they cannot see who the listing agent is. The listing agent is clear at the very, 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 very bottom, right? They just assume when they press the button, I want an appointment to see this house. They assume they're going to get, maybe they assume they're going to get the listing agent, unless, unless they're a little more educated and they know I'm going to get a buyer's agent, right? Yeah. But usually they don't know. And then the phone rings. So we pay as agents, we pay a fee, a fee, a big fee for, for those buyers to press that button and the, and our phone rings. Okay. So that's how that works. Interesting. And it used to be great. It's not quite as great as it used to be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Craigslist used to be great too. And, um, like if you look for just a change topic a little bit, like you look for a used car now and even rentals, um, we still advertise on Craigslist for, um, rental properties for residential rentals. Yeah. But you will get some apartment complexes that sit there and post, 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 yes. post. And then there's like 50 of the same unit. And I'm yeah. just like, come on. And how you get can buried, you, right? How can you, how can the company, how can like Craigslist, for example, not see that this is actually hurting their product and, 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 and strike these, right. you know, and say, let's just get single listings here, people. So it's all become swamped, I yeah. guess is what, yeah. I'm, is what I'm, which in this digital world of, too much information where your head's going to explode. <laughs> it does. We do get back to the point. Maybe eventually. Maybe we're already there. Where the individual relationship is more important. Somebody that helps back to the basics. Shovel man. through the. Yeah. I won't say the word because there's so much of it out there. It's just piled up. Right. And you you need to yeah back to the basics and that oh not everything can just be digitized. Mm-hmm. And, it's got to be relationship. And, yeah. And I'm going to say a good buyer's agent is worth their salt yeah that it is might, the truth might change it we'll see this how this rule now there's they're yeah. going to appeal i mean the amount of money here is staggering and if you get into antitrust stuff it could be as high as 5.3 billion dollars so they're going to appeal this it's probably months if not years and who knows sometimes these things go up to the supreme court and yeah. then you could be looking at three four five years uh, to, to see where with this all lane lands but i bet you It'll be more paperwork and more disclosures, and there's probably already people. The wheels are turning. Yeah, you attorneys know, are going to make attorneys a bunch of money. Are going to make a bunch of money, and uh, your house will probably just cost more in the end. All right, Kelly Broadus is with us. Uh, hey, if you got a comment, always love hearing from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Back in just a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show.
Kelly Broadus is here with us. Uh, love to hear from you. As always, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Um, let's hit the number. I guess you had new kind of numbers. Market, yeah, for market September. Report. Okay. Um, we have a median sales price of 782750 This is Flagstaff, 780 uh-huh. so I always have to have Seven, you say... 780 Well, let's just say 783 So you're getting more like me. We're rounding. Mm-hmm. 783 With, mm-hmm. It's gone up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember a couple of months ago. It was, yeah. yeah. 783 yeah. That's the median price. Yeah. I did do a quick on Realtor.com. <laughs> Search. I used to have it. You know, I used to have my license and I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. So I used to have access to all that. And I, I was hard pressed. I found a couple homes under 400, a couple homes under. This is for the Flagstaff area. Right. This is single family There's detached. Um, so hard. Yeah. So 780 is the median price. Okay. 83. 783. Median yeah. price. Wow. And then the median days on the market is 59. So that's gone up a little bit, which is kind of a relief because it was pretty rough when yeah. the median days on market was. 20, 30. Yeah, which means some of them were going into bidding. You know, it's like it yeah. pops up one day and there's eight offers yeah. and it's nuts. And yeah. I remember when it's 100,000 over, things like that. Okay. Um, and it's, so it's a little, little, little normal now, which, yeah. which is good. That's you good. Know? Normal's good. Yeah. We like that. Um, so the, the fall market opened with a significant rise in inventory of 14.1 increase that's 14.1 percent increase of inventory which if you go out if it's 60 days on the market and you're looking at it more inventory in theory the buyers have a little more selection in theory there's a little more competition and maybe a few more deals right maybe yeah if i don't have a crystal ball but maybe maybe that median price comes down a little bit yeah maybe i kind of hope yeah because it is it's 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 a lot of people are locked out okay we don't win. None of us win when that when that when that figure gets so high. I don't win. No. You don't win. Nobody wins. I mean, yeah, you know, sellers kind of win. Yeah, okay, yeah. A seller could win if they sell out and leave the area. Yeah, it's like I'm hitting the peak mm. of the market and I'm gone. But if they move across town, you didn't make it nowhere. Yeah, you know, nothing's changed. You just paid more mm-hmm. for a new house and put that money back into it. Right. Yeah. So September, however, new listings dropped twenty one percent. So that was August, and then they and then inventory dropped in September. Oh, okay, so so yeah. take all that back. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> take my theory back there. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you know, we're coming into we're coming into winter. It inventory always drops. I mean, I can't yeah. tell you how many people I have on my list that want to buy, mm-hmm. want to sell. Come spring, <laughs> you know. Well, who wants to sell? You think about it. If you've got Thanksgiving weeks away, then you got Christmas. You're already practically putting up the Christmas tree in a lot of houses right. or whatever, right? And people are like, "I don't move during the holidays. I don't. Know. This is time where I want to take it easy, spend with family. Plus, right. it's about the snow, and the kids are in school, right? And, right? and all that. So it's like, hey, I want to wait till the springtime when. I don't have to move the kids around to a new school or whatever. And when I'm not shoveling that. snow. But it's probably a good time. That's a good time to list then, I think. Yeah. I it's, there's a couple ways to think about it. I mean, the, the wintertime, if you, if you list when nobody else is on the market, there's always people that are looking and there's no competition. So, yeah. Yeah, you know. that's true. So... Okay. Any yeah. other numbers there okay, that so, we should know about? So existing home sales fell 2% in September for the nationwide U.S. Okay. okay? But our area, our little bubble here, Greater Flagstaff Hill sales, yeah, <laughs> it, we rose 62 from the previous month. 
Yeah. So sales rose, even though our inventory was down, our sales rose okay. from 6.2% from August. So I never so. get excited about the national numbers. It used to be all real estate's local. Yeah, you know, it because, is, truly oh, is, it's, Yeah, every market should be very different, okay? Yeah, so we had, um, let's see here. There's so let's many see. numbers. You yeah, should I see know, this pile she so has. We, yeah, like, we, it's so like a scroll. We it's sold like, in September, there was 87 homes sold in september that's single family homes as compared to 2022 it was 122 homes sold. i just really wonder if and when we in a few minutes here we'll talk about interest rates and all that i, I think it's probably catching up to a lot of people you know the the high interest rates and all that is just finally um just just causing people to pause and, and think twice about it what do you, i and i I'm kind of put you on the spot on this one kelly um, I'm sure you talk to people in other markets around northern Arizona. I mean, you know, maybe Prescott, Verde Valley, Sedona. Mm-hmm. I know you don't have those numbers, but <clears throat> are you getting a similar sentiment? Like yeah. as far as oh, yeah. it's hard to hard to find stuff still. It's, and- it's a little bit more of a push, you know. It's, yeah. it's it's everything is a little bit harder now. It takes a little more finesse. It takes a little more, you know. On my side, it's it's a little more more money. But I've always spent the same amount of money to market things. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's never changed, but. It's it's not like it was yeah. for anyone. You well, know? well, Zilla loves you. <laughs> yes, Zilla loves me. All right, let's come back and hit on the um, some of the interest rate side of this. Okay. Because um, I think you've got some really interesting stats there. Yeah. So we'll get to all that. And if you've got any comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, remember to visit my good friend out at Timberline Firearms and Training, Rob Wilson. You heard last hour him talking about the... Um, lawsuit that the Goldwater Institute has taken on. Not, not really a lawsuit yet, but he's always out there fighting. Him and Elise Wilson, they're always out there fighting when they feel like somebody's violating, especially usually this is government, in this case the city of Flagstaff, violating the First Amendment when people infringe upon the Second Amendment. Uh, he is not scared to take a stand. So, hey, why don't you take a stand and support a great company um, that's right outside of Flagstaff, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall, and that's Timberline Firearms and Training. Uh, I had a great email from a listener the other day who said, hey, I, I bought this, uh, I think it was a nine millimeter, and I just, I don't know how to use it good enough. I need to get training. I need to be safe. Uh, go out to Timberline Tra- Firearms and Training. They're going to make sure you get safe training. Call. This is a great holiday present, great Christmas present for people too. All kinds of training courses. Give them a call, 928-526-7900. That's Timberline Firearms and Training at 928-526-7900 or go five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. You see them right there on the left on 89 and check out their great indoor shooting range. Hang tight. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. Angela and I have been buying physical gold and silver for really a couple decades now. We look at it as an insurance policy. 
You may think different. You may want to seek out your financial planner, financial advisor, or otherwise before making any investment decisions, of course. But I can tell you for me and Angela, we've liked to have a little bit on hand because, hey, crazy times, right? And government printing a bunch of money, $2 trillion deficits, can't even do a budget. It's crazy. Uh, we've dealt with uh, Justin over at Desert Gold Exchange for many years. Uh, they've done, man, they do a great job for us. They keep their overhead low. They pass those savings on to you. Arizona-based company here. So call Desert Gold Exchange. Their team's going to be able to help you out. Uh, you want to learn more about physical gold and silver, talk to them. Ask for their free investor's kit. Just mention a Jeff Orvitz show. They're going to treat you like gold, and they're going to send you over that investor's kit. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. This portion of the show is brought to you by Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Kelly Broadus is here with me. Uh, we're talking shop on real estate. Already hit on some major lawsuit. Uh, if you missed that, you can listen back to the podcast, talkwithjeff.com. Um, it may have big implications on the real estate market going forward, or it may not. <laughs> Or some point in between. Who the heck knows? That's always um, good. Yeah, it'll change. Things are always changing. Um, it'll just mean more paperwork for Kelly. Yeah. And you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was shocked when I did a, a refinance like last year, and I hadn't done anything on the mortgage side of things, Kelly, for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And it was a noticeable higher amount stack. of stack. I mean, it was over a hundred pages or something, mm-hmm. and and now you've got the COVID disclosure, you got this mm-hmm. disclosure, you got you know alien invasion disclosure. <laughs> I mean, there's like everything in there. It's like really, it's oh, kind of banks are covering their fannies. Everybody's these days. covering their yeah. yeah. The actual like loan doc or real estate doc is like you know mm-hmm. quarter inch, and the rest of it's all. Did you get your mold inspection? Did you get your, <laughs> what's the other one? Are they doing radon lead now? Lead-based paint. Lead radon. Based, yeah, yeah lead-based. It started with lead-based paint back mm-hmm. in whenever, the 80s, and it's now it's everything under the sun. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, oh, well, that's why you, you need some people that know what they're doing. Um, all right, Kelly. Um, the interest rate side of things, the Federal Reserve met or opened their mouth here, and they said, we're not raising the rates again. This is oh. like second or third month in a row. Still, the rates have gone up higher than they've ever been. I mean, ever gone like yeah, that That period, yeah, that quickly. Um, It's definitely impacting people. I think maybe some of the numbers you were talking about is impacting the movement. I was talking, I I was mentioning this the other day, and I think you've hit it before. Why move across town to a new home that's, let's say, you live in a three thousand square foot house, and you're like, I want to downsize, I want to get a two thousand square foot house. Uh, across town, right? Or upsize or whatever the case may be. And I'm going to, I've got all these hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity and I'm going to make, and I can move across town. And then you realize how much the prices have increased since you last bought. Mm -hmm. And then you also realize that your (laughs) 2.75% interest rate is now going to be eight. Eight. Well, we had the 30 year fixed rate mortgage uh, in mid October was 8.01%. So popped so, over eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Popped over eight. So okay. we don't know what's going to happen now. We've heard rumblings, haven't we, of, yeah. of nine. But, wow. You know, I don't know. It's, but, you know, the, the lenders are, they're, they're doing a lot of, as we said last time, they're doing a lot of very creative things to help 
buyers and sellers, you know, help themselves really. Let's just face it. They're helping themselves. (laughs) Sometimes that scares me when I hear very creative things, but I guess maybe not. Well, okay. Give me an example because I hope we, I hope we don't get to nine. I hope. Oh, me too. You know, but then I I also hope that they don't crash interest rates down. We've talked about this before during the election to buy Mm -hmm. votes. And then all of a sudden housing prices actually go, up go again. crazy because everyone's like, oh, I can get 3% yeah. again. Because you know what? They didn't really go down. The prices yeah. of homes didn't go down substantially when the rates went up. That shocked me. That is shocking. I, If you're like me, Kelly, I called that one wrong. I'm willing to admit, admit when I'm wrong. I thought that the interest rate increase was going to crash, crash the market, I thought. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to crash. And maybe it still will, the whole world and the whole economy. But if you base... The world off my Halloween trick-or-treating economic um, um, analysis. Did you hear this one? Okay, so the kids went trick-or-treating, right? And they come back at the end of the night and they spread it all out on the floor and it's like almost like a competition. Then me and Angela give them a life lesson like here's what the government would do. They'd come and take their take, right? You got to get – we get a percentage, right? It's fair. It's fair. But no, I'm looking at the pile of candy and – it was good, high-quality candy, uh-huh. whole candy bars. So if I'm to base what's going on in the economy off what the, the, the chocolate that people were buying for these kids, strangers coming to their house, there wasn't Tootsie Rolls or candy corns or homemade stuff that you got to throw out. It was all like Snickers bars, Reese's peanut butter cups and things Hershey like that. Hershey bars. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's the economy's doing better than I thought. It, when you get... Tootsie Rolls, we're in a recession. When you get candy corn, <laughs> we're like maybe in a depression. <laughs> so That's good. But hey, I'm not an economist and you shouldn't take any of my advice because <laughs> if I'm basing my decisions off this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went out and bought a bunch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but where was I going with that? Oh, I think so. Yeah. So the, I, was, I thought that we'd be crashed by now with those in, increase in interest rates mm-hmm. and I was wrong on that and I don't. Uh, Remember, we're in Flagstaff, though. Yeah, true. I mean, I hear about the commercial real estate apocalypse in other uh, states. Yeah. And and everybody talks about nationally, the the, the commercial real estate's just destroyed. And I look at Flagstaff, and I was like, not in Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. There's not empty stores. Mm -hmm. There's not empty office space. So anyway, okay, give us some advice here, Kelly. Um, well, I think what people I, are doing. I think that sellers need to be educated. If mm-hmm. if you're really wanting to get your house sold for real, and you're not just you know playing, you know, saying, "Well, maybe I, I will sell, maybe it won't. It doesn't matter to me." But if you're serious about it, you need to have the conversation with your agent. That let's put the price at what the market value is, knowing that. I can offer a uh, I I can offer up to nine percent to a buyer for an interest rate buy down. Okay. That's gonna that's gonna make a big difference to a lot of buyers. That was, you know, that's huge. It's I mean, huge. On what'd you say that seven eighty is the median? Let me get my calculator. Right. Seven eighty three. Seven eighty three. Let's be precise here. Times point zero nine. That's seventy thousand. Four hundred and seventy dollars, seventy grand. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's that's that's, that's a big significant. chunk. Yeah. So we, I knew, I was told a story by my lender friend that she has a deal closing this week. As a matter of fact, where it was a million dollar sale, mm-hmm. and the, the the buyer's agent, who, like I said, they're worth their salt if they know what they're doing. They went to the listing agent 
and they talked about it before they even submitted the offer. So the seller was motivated. The seller couldn't sell their house. Mm. They knew they were going to have to make a huge price reduction, right? So buyer's agent says to listing agent, what if your seller does a 9% uh, buy down from my buyer instead of lowering their price and that way my buyer gets a lower interest rate your seller's happy their house gets sold they don't lower their price they don't have to pay taxes on that amount and then they did a temporary rate buy down on top of that that the buyer paid for themselves they got a rate of three and a half percent to begin with. In an 8% world. In an 8% world. 3.5% the first year, 45 the second year, and then it goes to the buy-down rate the, the third year of 55 5.5% for 30 for years 30 after years. that. It's fixed, yeah. it's fixed after that. Right. Well, I mean, they, they paid somebody paid seventy grand, so that means the lender was getting that extra fee. To I don't know who gets the fee. <laughs> yeah, somebody. Government? Would, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the lender does because – they're having to compensate for what should have been a higher, much higher interest higher rate. rate. So they're getting yeah. it up front. Right. And then they're probably making calculations that I don't know what the stat is, but people live in a home for a couple of years, few years, and then actually move. It's actually surprising how quickly people do move well, around. Hopefully if you're, if you're doing if you're that, doing you better that, be you're staying. planning on staying Exactly. There. Because you would be better off to take the um, lower price. Right. So there are then, okay, this, this was a million dollars you said. Yeah, million dollars. Um, let's just go back to my example though, of seven eighty, the median price, and they're taking seventy thousand approximately off. Right. So really, that price of that house, if you look at it that way, was actually um, seven um, ten. Seven ten. Seven ten. Let me ask you this: Do you think at some point there may be appraisal issues though? Because all of a sudden, well, <laughs> all of a sudden people are technically selling these homes for less because the pocket the money's not going in their pocket. <clears throat> so do we run into a situation where they say, well no, this house is really not seven eighty, it's seven ten. Well, yes, eventually, but yeah. we're sort of in that dead space right now where a seller can do this right now. Mm-hmm. We have the comps to support yeah. you know, we're talking the house has to be within that the the range. Range and yeah. and, and show other sales right. that have done this. Right. Yeah, it, that'll catch up though. This is a window. It will I think catch this is up. a window thing. Uh, it is a window of opportunity thing. Right. It, that's that's interesting. It's interesting that we're having to do stuff like this though, mm-hmm. and that people are having to kind of finagle. Well, and, if you are really around. needing to get your house sold, and it's yeah. and you've got and you got forty or fifty percent equity through COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. Then you're, you're like, if you were, if you've been in just for a few years, really, you're sitting in a good spot. And you yeah. don't know where the where the window kind of closes right. up on that, right? And one thing I real estate market is so unpredictable. I've it seen is. it. I've seen it do so many crazy things, and you're like, I didn't expect that to happen. Well, we were talking about when was it? Oh nine. We could have bought up yeah a hundred condos cheap. in in yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix for fifty thousand. I literally had friends going down there buying stuff for twenty five, thirty, forty, fifty thousand. Yes. They were little one two bedroom like apartment conversion ones but those are hundreds of thousands of dollars now, now. Mm-hmm. and um people were going up there and i was like hey, should i do it and i was like i, I should have i was in the market right at that point and we were buying up homes to remodel and rehab and the market went from oh you know homes are selling for three something maybe the median price was and all of a sudden within a year there were homes of and i'm not saying this is going to happen i don't know what's going to happen but all of a sudden within a year there were deals to be had well under a hundred thousand right. dollars. I, I, one of these days I'm going to write. Well, a book. we have our first foreclosure in in Flagstaff for a I, long time. I saw it. 
really? saw it the other day. It's on Seneca. Yeah. And it's a beautiful home. But it ain't Seven, cheap. Seven sixty. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like there's a when yeah, there's no rush there. Mm-mm. Well there's Remember when we were in 09 and 10, the banks had so many on the books. They had to like space out when they were going to launch them for, yeah, for sale. They for, did. Because yeah. it, it w- they would have flooded the market. Mm-hmm. When you have one and it's priced at three quarters of a million dollars or whatever, yeah. it's like we ain't, we ain't there yet. Mm-mm. And it might be quite a while. Um, gosh, I wish I knew what to tell people what's going to happen. But this is one of the more squirrely, unpredictable mm-hmm. things I've ever seen. But the good news is there's ways to maneuver. There is. There's and ways to maneuver and, to do it, and yeah. you know, you, you, if you're looking for a buyer's agent or a seller's agent, you make sure they know what they're doing. Make sure that they're experienced. You know, I mean, I, I had agents calling me all week. They got into the business in 2020. Guess what? It was simple. <laughs> they're calling me and they're saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to maneuver this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've been doing this for 25 years. I've seen a lot of up and downs. You got to do good. You got to put your whole heart into it. You know, yeah, it's not easy anymore. It is not e- when it's easy. Everybody's a realtor or oh everybody's in the business. Yes. And it's like, yeah, just throw it on the MLS and then it pop. Right. But it's, yeah, it's that, like does, that. that never lasts for very long. Mm-hmm. And it, I've seen it where there's so many, there's so many companies, so many agents, and then it weans down because right. it becomes hard. It, mm-hmm. it gets, it gets harder and harder to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right, Kelly, uh, I appreciate it. And, um, I always like to give out your, your number and your information because, um, I appreciate all the information you give us, uh, 888-446-5602. I like the feature on your website as well. Um, with the home valuation, home valuation. where you can yeah. do that. And, uh, that's Northern Arizona fine homes.com. What's your home worth? That's what it says. Yeah. Click on the button. Click on the button. What's your home worth? Northern Arizona fine homes.com. Northern Arizona fine homes.com. Until next time might be different. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Thank- I'll give you an update with, I'll, I'll study up on this, this class action yeah give us more because more information yeah I i'll can, have some yeah please do because and talk to i people. have friends across the country exactly. in the business because so. the problem i have is I, I get to read a few articles mm-hmm. and what happens is a lot of these articles parrot one source yeah and then you're like you don't get all the details but getting into the nitty-gritty yeah what were these homes worth what I is the average that. person getting in this deal mm-hmm. what's 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 the skinny underneath the surface i think is mm-hmm. real important all right kelly appreciate it we'll talk with you soon okay bye And I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Go ahead and get those comments in. Appreciate everybody who um, who shares their thoughts. Uh, Hey, it got cold outside. You know that's happened. Well, now it's kind of warming up again. You might need to flick the air conditioner back on, but it'll get cold again. Make sure that cold air isn't shooting out your your vents. Call Gettles High Desert Mechanical. They'll tune up your HVAC system. Check it. Make sure it's safe. Make sure the filters are good. Make sure it's all cleaned out. Maybe it's not working at all and you need service. Gettles High Desert Mechanical has service. Angela and I, our HVAC system, done an excellent job. Anywhere you're at, Prescott area, Verde Valley, Flagstaff, Sedona, Central, Northern Arizona, Gettles, High Desert Mechanical will take care of you. 928-567-2200. 928-567-2200. Or go online, Gettles. G-O-E-T-T-L-S, G-O-E-T-T-L-S, H-D-M.com. That's Gettles, H-D-M.com. Hang tight. Back in a minute. Hey, 
listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Hey, remember, if you need your smartphone repaired, to stop by my good friend, at uh, Zach, over at Just Wireless. Uh, that's in Flagstaff, right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into town. What I really like about Just Wireless is they save you a lot of money because you're not out there buying a brand new smartphone when you can repair your existing one. So you got a cracked screen. You got a battery problem. That's a big one. Uh, usually about a hundred bucks or so. Uh, it varies a little bit, but you can usually get those repaired about a hundred bucks. And think about what new smartphones cost: thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks, or more. So stop on by Just Wireless. Have them repair your existing smartphone. Plus, check out Just Wireless's accessories and great line of refurbished phones, which is great for your pocketbook or your purse or your wallet, and it's also great for the environment. Uh, Just Wireless, right there on Milton Avenue as I seventeen comes into Flagstaff, or check them out at Just wirelessaz.com All right, as we wrap things up, a couple of reminders here, at least a big reminder especially for folks in the Flagstaff area or in the city of Flagstaff specifically, you have your, if you still have your ballot in hand for this special election, this is 20, well, 19 different propositions, which is ridiculous that the city of Flagstaff put this many out there and that the council agreed. They sleep at the wheel there on, on putting this much out there. You do four or five charter amendments at a time. You don't throw this much stuff at people. Plus you got the prop 480 issue. That's for the hospital. Should the land be zoned for commercial or residential? That's what it's really about. It's not about the business side of the hospital. Angela and I spent a lot of time on this on the program earlier in the week. We got a video up on YouTube. Look up Jeff Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S, and uh, watch that video. If you haven't voted yet, you can also listen to the podcast. Look up uh, Jeff Orvitz show on any of your favorite podcast providers. You have this on your phone. And... Also available at talkwithjeff.com. We break down the 19 propositions if you're still holding your ballot. We break down the hospital one, how we're voting. We agreed on most of them, but not all. I think she voted yes on five items, and I think I voted yes on three (laughs) out of the 20. Uh, So that says a lot. And the title of the video is, are are Flagstaff politicians trying to pull a fast one on us? Because that's what it seemed like to me. It seemed like they're trying to get more money and more power. It kind of just really disgusts me. Um, and if you're in a, any city or town throughout Arizona, watch what your politicians are doing. What, these people are supposed to represent you, but I don't think they always are, unfortunately, all the way up to the federal level, unfortunately. Anyway, we got that video up there. We've got the audio up there. If you haven't voted yet, do not mail your ballot, even though this is an all-mail-in ballot. Uh, you're going to have to drop it off at one of the you know, the county recorder's office or a couple of the election centers out there. I don't know the addresses. You can look all that up. Uh, But you're past the point of mailing. It won't get there in time. You know our mail goes down to Phoenix. Uh, So get that in, though, because I think there's some really important issues out there. All right. That's it for today. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks uh, to Kelly. Thanks to, um, if you missed hour one with Goldwater Institute, John Thorpe and Rob Wilson on this constitutional issue, this First Amendment issue in the city of Flagstaff, check that out. 
uh, and check out all of our podcasts by looking up the Jeff Orvis Show. Subscribe and share that. I appreciate everyone doing that. Get a comment in too. Love to hear from you. Comment right there in the, in the podcast and we'll, we'll share those on an upcoming show. Have a great, safe night. Take care. See you tomorrow. Hi, this is Jeff Orvitz, and I started Flagstaff for Lease.com several years ago to provide homes and office space in the Flagstaff area. Check out my current listings up at Flagstaff, the number four, Lease.com. That's Flagstaff for Lease.com. We've got everything from one to four bedroom homes available right now. Also, we have office space. Single room suites up to larger spaces are now available up at Flagstaff for Lease.com or call 928 526 7909. Flagstaff for Lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. Community.